Podcast 013, Vanishing of the Bees Movie Review. Sponsored by my buddies at PantryParatus.com. They sell food preservation tools. Produce, prepare, preserve your own harvest. Buzz, buzz. All right, we, we just we just finished watching Vanishing of the Bees, and uh, um, and and you know the one thing that was you know of course they 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 tried to turn it into a ninety minute movie, so they kind of helped the. I mean, they they, they basically, I, I felt like they came to a conclusion of like what causes colony collapse disorder. I did too. I think they pointed to some key factors that uh, they went through all the different things that the scientists have been investigating, and they really came down to the key factors of pesticides and monoculture. That That's a good point. Um, you know, and it does seem like for a lot of problems, monoculture is at, at the core of it. Um, and uh, I, I do, I, I thought it was, you know, primarily they were saying pesticides. Now, mm-hmm. up until the moment that I watched this movie, I was pretty sure it was the miticides. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and then also, like in my own little colony collapse disorder video on YouTube, then I, I kind of felt like it was a combination of things. So, like, if it was just one thing, the bees would be okay. In fact, you know what? I wonder if you go into an area where they use the pesticides they talked about in this movie. And you did everything else organically. I wonder if the bees would be able to tolerate it. That's a good point, and I, I think there's a possibility about that. Not that we want to be able to tolerate pesticides. I think it's still too much of a strain on anybody's system, bees or human systems, personally. Um, but a lot of this movie was from the commercial beekeeper perspective. They had a few... Um, natural and holistic beekeepers kind of in the middle of the film. But I actually liked that they were looking at it from the perspective of some very concerned, very ethical commercial beekeepers um, because I think that helps carry the message more to the mainstream than if it was a lot of more what could be considered leftist, you know, organic or holistic beekeepers. Um, Crazy hippies. Right, exactly. So uh, I do think, um, uh, you know, I do think all the shipping the bees around, I mean, that just made me sad when they showed the map in there. They ship the bees for four days here, let them pollinate for a few days, and then they ship them four days back, and then they ship them three days up there, let them pollinate a few days, and ship them a few days back. I mean, that was distressing to consider the stress and strain that must put on the bees and 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 yet that's that's normal and and it's it's needed for our monocrops our monocrop agriculture right now needs that um there's no way to pollinate it otherwise right I, you know and and so i, I kind of wonder too like if they go to the almonds there's such a massive monocrop, but then they're not using. I mean, the particular pesticides that they were concerned with would not be used in an almond orchard. So it's like it's not the almonds that are the bad guys. Um, I guess the bad guys are when the bees can get near certain soybean and corn crops. 
Right. And and I don't think they went into that in depth. I mean, that one, um, was she an entomologist that was uh, documenting all the different pesticides they were finding in the bees? I mean, and they just showed a list of all... Oh, right. You know, and, and they were finding in the bees and in the pollen. And, and, and so they didn't go into it as much. I mean, the, the, the French had identified that bare pesticide gaucho, and I think that was sunflowers and corn or soy, wasn't it? Uh, I don't remember what... But yeah, they basically was bare, bare pesticides. Right, and they were the... In uh, 1994, yeah. France figured it out. And banned it, and they stopped with something they were calling the mad... Mad bee, Mad bee syndrome or something. Yeah, something like that. And they stopped theirs by banning that and didn't have nearly the problem that we've continued to have. So it's the the systemic pesticides instead right. of the sprayed on ones. So. And and I like how the French picked up right away. They had two sunflowers, one sunflower that had been treated with systemic pesticides and one that had not. And then on, when the bees would traverse the one that had not been treated, then the bee would go in a very orderly fashion and, and um, you know... Uh, taking care of business. Yeah, taking care of business. You know, march, 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 this one, next one, next one, next one. Very, very official, very, you know, um, uh, organized. Uh-huh. And then the bee that was on the, uh, the one that had been treated with the systemic pesticides then uh, it got confused and eventually fell off the sunflower. Right. Uh, and so they showed a film of a bee on that type of sunflower, and it was moving strangely, erratically. It wasn't really gathering things. It kept wanting to clean itself. It was it was distraught, you could tell. Yeah. And and so a very simple task that, they, that, that the, the French did in 1994... And here we are, 17 years later, and and we did not make that connection until this movie comes out and points it out. I, I liked I liked a lot how the movie uh, talked about uh, the EPA. I mean, it's the EPA's responsibility to protect uh-huh. us, uh-huh. and how you know they mentioned the the analogy of the fox guarding the hen house. So it's like the EPA is seems to be more in the business of protecting Bayer than in protecting the bees and us and and you know so so really with colony collapse disorder what causes colony collapse disorder the EPA causes colony I mean I just made this up they didn't say that in the movie I'm saying it now based on what I've seen in the movie uh, uh, colony collapse disorder is caused by the EPA. Would would you say that that's accurate? Well, I I think that's very close because they uh, what they were saying in this movie and what I think is probably how it works is that the pesticide companies do their own tests on whether their pesticides are safe or not. They give those tests to the EPA, and then the EPA approves or denies the pesticides based on the test from the pesticide companies. And when someone in the movie, it, was it the EPA they were referring to when they called them a pestitute? <laughs> That's funny. Uh, pestitutes. Yeah. <laughs> a bunch of pestitutes. 
Yes. And then, uh, and then, of course, you know, the movie goes into a lot of other things and a lot of really poor practices for, for managing bees. A lot of the things that I covered in my little YouTube video. Um, but one of the things, I mean, but, but they did a much better job than I did in my video. I mean, uh, a lot more detail, a lot more, I mean, and a lot more shocking stuff, like, mm -hmm. like kind of makes you go, yeah. Yeah. And so. Um, uh, like the breeding of the queens. The queen rape. Yeah, it was. Oh, geez, that was just kind of that was yucky. awful. It was. Um, uh, so basically, they're they're like showing the queen bee, and they've got her. Uh, she's passed out because they put her into carbon dioxide, and so she's passed out. They turn her upside down, and then they say, "And now we're opening up her vagina," and then they just have these little probes, and it's like uh, they just wow, they just opened her up. Just it was. It was really shocking. I had just, no idea that a bee vagina would open that far. It was. It was rather shocking, and and it wasn't doctored up or anything. This was, you know, a a, a bee breeder who was very uh, matter of fact and open about what she does, and and that the bee would be fine afterwards. But it, you know. It was still rather shocking. <laughs> you know, I, I thought a lot about, because uh, now we, you and I, have both been out to Jacqueline Freeman's place, the, the woman who was in my colony collapse disorder video. And I, I thought a lot about, not so much about the, the video that we made with her, but, but more about the time that we went out there and we didn't video anything. Mm -hmm. And, um, like, in the movie that we saw, it's like, Bees, bees were a means to an end uh, a lot of the times. Whereas when we were out there um, at Jacqueline's a few years ago, uh, I mean, you you would see Jacqueline treating the bees with with incredible reverence. Very much so. And she when when she took the lid off of the beehive, she she pointed out to us that this is something that she would prefer to not do, but maybe w like once or twice a year. And and so that because it was a class and it was important to everybody to see, then she was going to do it. Now when she put the lid back on, now when I've been to a, I've been to a lot of bee places, and they when they put the the the, the supers back on or the lids back on or whatever, it's just slappity slappity slappity. Sometimes they'll try and brush the bees off, like look out bees, here comes the next layer, you know, and smunch. And, you know, you always smunch one or two when you're doing it, and it's like oh, that's just the loss, but not Jacqueline. Jacqueline would not allow one bee to be smunched, not even not even get a leg caught in there. Yeah. It was critically important to her that not a single bee got harmed right. during this process. And I so so a, a reverence, right. an utter reverence for the bees, as opposed to every other place I've ever been. To. I've never of all the places I've been to, I've never seen reverence like that. Right. And then here we are watching this movie, and it's like I. As I saw them like like slapping the boxes around, and it's like, oh, there's hardly any bees here, so it's like, might as well burn them, you know, and and uh, that kind of thing. It's, it's I mean, just that that lack of respect, I think, is where a lot of it comes from. Well, and I, I think a lot of that is from the commercial scale because they did have examples of people who are more interested in the smaller scale, and they were, you know, that one holistic beekeeper. Uh, he, 
you know, they were treating the bees much more gently and carefully. But when you've got such a huge, massive scale, I mean, these people had thousands and thousands of colonies. And um, they even uh, profiled that one man who had the largest um, bee business in, the, in North America. I mean, it was just huge how many hives he had. And I think you end up getting production-minded like that. I mean, that's what happens with CAFOs. That's what happens with, you know, thousands and thousands of acres of corn. And, and um, I know you really liked that one guy's comment. Instead of one beekeeper with 60,000 hives, we should have 60,000 people with one hive. And then you can treat the bees carefully and not stress them so much and grow them more holistically and healthfully. So And care and, and yeah. show some reverence. Yeah. Yeah, it, w it was interesting. This movie um, didn't go a lot into the reverence. And, and, and I, you know, I I'm hesitating to say this, but in a way I'm glad because as I sort of mentioned already, I like that it came largely from a conventional agriculture point of view right. just to convince more of the mainstream that we need to use less pesticides. I think this this movie made a huge case for that. Um, and I think these beekeepers were very amazing. Um, they followed the guy who was the first to really talk about it and make public and try and sound a warning bell in, uh, was it 2005 or 2006? I think it was 2006. And so he was one of the main commercial growers in this movie that they followed, and they followed him going to France to talk with the international beekeepers. Um, and he, when he first sounded the alarm, everyone just thought he was a poor beekeeper, and that's why his colonies were dying off. Uh, and then they found out, no, this was this was happening everywhere. Italy, Spain, France, America, all around the world, um, it was becoming a problem. I, I agree that I thought it was really great that they followed these two conventional beekeepers. And the thing that I was kind of thinking was, is like, wow, these guys went to a bunch, probably their own expense. I mean, they didn't talk about, but, but, but yeah, they, they traveled a lot. To, to get to the bottom of this, mm -hmm. and and they were clearly pained and clearly confused about what was going on, and right. and the bottom line was is they really felt like I mean it seems like the government the reason why we have a government is to protect us, and it seems like the government should have gone to France and figured this out and come back and said oh by the way, yeah. this is the problem we got to stop it but no now now these guys it's like you know. It's it's up to these these two guys to get to the bottom of it and solve the problem, and then they've got to start a lawsuit against the EPA, right. you know, which they did through some organization, right? Um, in order to be able to you know start fixing this, and and then they said they got one of them. There's like many of them, but they got one of them banned. I think. I'm not sure. I'm I'm. Not sure about that. I I thought uh, Michael Pollan provided some really good refocusing comments in the you know, movie. No, it just occurred to me that his name is Pollan. Ha <laughs> 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 ha. Yeah. No, he he you know he talked about how bees 
can't normally live around thousands and thousands of acres of corn because most of the year they would have no food. Well, we talked about that in my video. Didn't you watch my video? (laughs) So I I thought pollen was really good good about that. And so I do feel like the, um, and here I am again advocating these um, commercial beekeepers, but they really feel they're providing an essential service. I mean, they're taking bees up to blueberries in Maine, to all these different crops in these different places because they are being grown as mono monocultures. Right. And they need heavy doses of pollinators at specific times of the year that's just not available in nature. We've we've tweaked nature to something where we need this weird system that's really hard on the honeybees. But we wouldn't have that food without it. Well, um, uh, the thing that we advocated in, in my little video was that um, in those places, you needed, you know, okay, you can have a whole bunch of almonds in one place, mm-hmm. but not to the intensity that they have. And in between all those almond trees, you can grow um, uh, hundreds of different species to make it so that the bees have something to eat all the rest of the year. Right. And then you just leave the bees there all year long. Right. But instead, then, you know, they'll go, and, and, and it's like for miles in every direction, there'll be like nothing to eat. But almonds, and then that's just like for one or two weeks of the year. So, uh, another interesting thing is our new permaculture poster child, Ellen Page, narrated it. Yes. And and so I was like trying to key in on on that because I was thinking, oh, okay, she's kind of you know, and, and I don't know how she really feels about permaculture. It seems like the few things I've seen her talk about permaculture, she's like keen on it and everything, but. I don't know. I haven't. It's like when I tried to find the interviews with her and stuff. It it seems like the most they could talk about was her peeing in a bucket on the Ellen Show. You know, well, not she didn't pee in a bucket on the Ellen Show, she but talked about she talked about it, and Ellen just thought that was the most. You know, let's talk about that eight eight more times. Well, Pee-ing yeah, in the well, you in the bucket. talk about that with a stand-up comedian, and what do you think is going to happen? That's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, she did a, a lovely job narrating, um, uh, I, and I did enjoy a lot of the different little B facts they threw in in between scenes of the movie. There's a lot of very interesting history. Um, with the bees that they threw in there. That was pretty fun. Right, right. I, I thought that was good, too. I, I, I like the little quotes, although I thought they could have given me a little bit more time to read them. I, somebody, they, they must think somebody, people can read a lot faster <laughs> than me. You know, so. Well, and we were making comments, too, which didn't help. It's a little hard to make comments about the movie and read the quote and... You know. Yeah, if you guys ever watch a movie, you probably don't want to invite me because <laughs> I, I have to comment 87 times throughout the movie. You know, that guy's an ass. He doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. <laughs> you didn't say that once during this movie. What are you talking about? I was I was trying to, well, that's just because it, everything kept happening, and if I said anything, I'd miss stuff. Right. But I did talk during some of it. And, and I did too, you know, but we were in it in a living room, so that's a little different. At least we weren't in a movie theater. That's true. That's true. I, that that does seem like it would be a little bit more rude. 
But there yeah. are... Whisper to you. <laughs> there are screenings of this movie all around the States. You can find it at VanishingBees.com. Is that right? Yeah, I think that's what it was, VanishingBees.com. I, I liked. I saw the other one. Now you haven't seen the other B movie. That's a Queen of the Sun. I have not seen that. One. So um, Jacqueline Freeman was in that one, and which was a big reason why I wanted to see it. And I thought she'd be like the star of the show, like she was the star of the show of my video. But um, she was just she had like a little sixty-second cameo about um, collecting swarms, mm. and. Um, I, yeah, they, I you know they didn't in this movie. In fact, they didn't even go into, this, in, into swarming very much. And the other, and I like this movie uh, much better than the Queen of the Sun movie. I thought that I mean not this one. It ends up with some very good science background to to really make a very strong case of here's what the problem is. And um, I felt like. Um, the other one, Queen of the Sun, was a lot more about the woo-woo, you know, uh, a little bit more about, hey, let's go sit with the bees. And, more about and the reverence of the bees? Mm, you didn't even... Yeah, yeah, okay, I'll go, with, I'll go with reverence, but it's like, it's not, like, you know, it's not like Jacqueline's reverence, so it was, it was more like... Uh, I'm going to to bond with the bees or something. I just remember this guy like doing his yoga or meditation or whatever out next to a beehive, like you know. And I'm kind of thinking, okay, next. <laughs> I mean, and, and for the posters for the movie, they've got that woman who's got a swarm on her, right? And I thought, well, let's find out what that's all about. But they had her at the beginning as like, you know, she's kind of like doing some dancey-ish kind of stuff. And that was it. You never hear about like, what that what's going about. on with this gal? The, and, and of course, you know, they when a, when, a, when a swarm is, well, swarming, then then they're pretty docile. They're, they've loaded up on honey and they're moving out and they're, you know, so then, yeah, they'll, they'll, they can do this kind of thing. And, uh, you know, people can kind of futz a little bit and kind of make some jokes. People will do the beard thing. Look, I've got a beard made out of bees. And uh, and, and, and so that, I'm, I'm guessing that's what happened, but I don't know. I thought maybe there was going to be more to it. It seems like she's, she's the poster gal. So, but anyway, that's all there was. Um, I'm trying to remember that show. I'm having a hard time remembering much else. Of what was in it, I thought this show had real good substance. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad we watched it. It was well done. I, I thought it was a good pace too. You know, it didn't. Some doc, documentaries can drag a little bit. I didn't think this one. I thought it had a pretty good pace to it too. So I'm trying to think of like what are the what are the things. So okay, between this movie and the um, my movie. Like, what are the things, as long as we're doing a little podcast rooney what are the things that contribute to colony collapse disorder? Now, of course, in this movie, they, they, they make the case that it's the pesticides that are used on any plants. And it's not even the plants that they're going to even pollinate on, because, like, bees do not pollinate corn. But it seems like, well, the bees do go out and encounter the corn. They touch the corn. And, and it's like, 
and and now it's a little bit rubs off on them. And it, and it sounds like the bees go and they touch everything. And so then people, of course, are spraying, you know, and bees will go for several miles. They can go like five miles and come back. In which case, how many different pesticides are using all those? And that one gal did the test, and she was saying, we're coming back with like every pesticide known is inside of all this honey. And and so it, it does. It makes a really strong case of saying that um, the pesticides, I mean, basically, we're talking about, these are, we're probably talking about herbicides, or not herbicides, but uh, insecticides, yeah. and that are designed to kill insects, and bees are insects. And so then, of course, the next step is, is okay, we want to try and kill insect A and try to not kill the bees. And that was a big part of what they said, too, is that colony collapse disorder is caused by not by an instant kill kind of a thing, but by a uh, a non-lethal dose. Right. And then it turns out to be like the third generation or so right. die. Right, right. They thought that was a big deal. And, and um, they did talk about feeding the bees sugar water instead of honey, you know, especially when they're transporting them, um, and especially when you harvest all their honey and then just give them sugar water to live on. And... And they touched on that. Um, and that's a, you know, that's, that's a food full of nutrition. I mean, all the things that we turn to to say honey is so good for you and sugar is so bad for you, yeah. it's it's the same. I mean, the honey, the, the, bees, the bees do depend on that honey. Right, right. Um, yes, they didn't talk a lot about... Well, you said they did some, you know, about the insecticides that they put on the bees for the mites and things like that. But the but the fungicides and insecticides that they often put in the hive, um, and they did talk about killing the queens every year um, or every few months even in commercial beekeeping, um, but they didn't go into a lot of that. They didn't go into really the stress of moving the bees and what that might do to a hive, except that they have to feed them sugar water while they do it. Um, well, they did come to the conclusion that, I mean, it was very early in the movie when they said what's happening is is that the bees suddenly are not able to resist anything. Right. They they just, they um, yeah, their immune system totally craps. So it's like um, little little bee aids, I suppose. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, they they have no... Um, immune system left, and so this, it doesn't matter whether it's a virus or a fungus or whatever, it all just wipes them out. They're just wiped out. And so, yeah, um, I, uh, the, uh, I think that the, the transportation has got to stress them, and, that's, and every time you stress them, that adds a little bit more to their immune system malfunction issues. Well, and the the non-lethal dose of the pesticides that they're thinking may not, you know, maybe what second or third generation when it finally hits them. Um, but I think they were saying it was they they were seeing it what a few months after they'd been near crops that had these systemic pesticides, and that's when they were getting the colony collapse disorder. But the odd thing is, you know, they do think besides it weakening the immune system and, and, and when they've studied the colonies that have collapsed, they are finding every disease known to a bee or every plague, disease, whatever you want to right. call it, in the colony collapse. But the big thing, like 
they showed the difference on the sunflowers, like the French first documented, about the the nerve damage and the confusion, is it's almost like they think that the bees get disoriented and can't make it back to the hive. And they said in this movie that um, after, if a bee is away from its hive for more than 24 hours, it, it can't live. Um, but the weird thing is, if it's a nerve disorder like that, and they can't find their way back to the hive, and so they die, and that's why there aren't a lot of dead bees around the hive. That's one of the indicators of the colony collapse disorders. There's not really dead bees around the hive. They're just gone. But, you know, they've been studying all these hives that they could see the beginning signs of CCD, and then they'll see the hive in the morning, and three hours later, all the bees are gone, and they never come back. And it just seems odd that they would all get disoriented at the Exact at the exact same, same time. moment. Yeah. So, I mean, it almost sounds like a mass suicide more than we were talking about before. Right, and I think that's part. Of, that's probably still a mystery to be figured out. Yeah. So, you know, I just had another thought, <clears throat> and and so here I am. I'm I'm uh, blaming the government for, you know, um, protecting uh, Bayer instead of protecting us and protecting the bees. Um, and you know, another thought I had is is um, the media. You know, doesn't it seem like one of the the big news organizations should have been able to track this down and figure this out, as opposed to these two guys who have full time jobs to support their families with, with you know the whole their their bee operations, which were not particularly large bee operations. And and then they have to it's like you know they they have to be wronged to the point that they go figure it out. But but it's kind of like you know I wonder why I mean the media was happy to to stand up and say well we talked to this guy and he says things suck and there you have it things suck and then they move on to the next story. Whatever happened to investigative journalism? I, I don't know. I'm just kind of thinking like. It, it just seems like the French figured it out in 1994. We totally freaked out, what, 2005, 2006 or so? 2006. And, and we've been losing 40% of our bees every year since then. And yet, um, you know, no, one's, no one went over to France, made the connection or, or whatever. Until I mean, like I had no idea that it was like that solid of a case until I watched this movie. Right, and and I can't really comment on the media because I don't <clears throat> watch a lot of news. <laughs> well, true. So, so uh, maybe there has been, and maybe you know, sometimes it's just the sensational stuff that I mean, it was on all the news. Ooh, colony collapse disorder. Ooh, colony collapse disorder, and they showed little news clips of oh, bees are dying. This is a crisis. But, you know, that was the sensational part. The investigative part a lot of times isn't quite as sensational. And and maybe there was some that was happening that we just that just didn't get to the forefront of the media. I don't know. See, I would think, you know, that one of the news organizations could have done this legwork and then made this report and said, you know, our reporter went and did this, and so you can count on us to... Do the investigative journalism, and and yet and it seems like in the end it wasn't that tough, yeah. you know. Um, hell, 
fly over to France. I mean, what reporter doesn't want to just go over and hang out in France for a while? <laughs> you know, with all them French ladies, where the and naked ladies dance. You know, with the Internet taking over, all the newspapers are losing their budgets and their staff. Well, yeah, that's true. But so they, got the, they got the TV news still, don't they? Uh, you know, so, well, anyway. All right, so, so the things that lead to colony collapse disorder. So there's, uh, we've, we've covered the sugar water, we've covered pesticide use, miticide use. So then they, the, basically the idea is, is that they put miticides in the hive with the idea that it will kill the mites that are on the bees, but not kill the bees, but it kind of does kill the bees. And and so um, the the organic folks don't use any miticides at all. Now there's some that are kind of like in a transitional phase, and they use um, some essential oils and things like that. They they'll and then it's it, you know from what I remember when I did my little bee video, I thought there was a strong correlation to people that were like they're going full board with all the miticides, bring it on, even use the illegal chemicals, and and they were experiencing 40 to 50 percent loss. And then there was people that were, and uh, and then there were some people that were using those chemicals, but they were like the, more like the legal chemicals, and only once a year and stuff, and they were experiencing 20 to 30 percent loss. And then there were the people that were using the essential oils, and um, and those kinds of things around in that space, and they were they were experiencing 10 to 15 percent loss. And then there were the people that were like not using any of that stuff, and they were doing nothing about mites. And they were experiencing um, zero to five percent loss. So it 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 kind of seems like um, I I was sure it was the miticides that were the that were the real cause of all of this. Oh, and an interesting thing is is that I went when I went over here to Stevensville to that bee thing, they had those guys there. That one guy that was called the Bee Whisperer, who was bashing those bee supers. To, to to make it look like he would scare the bees, and it was like whack, 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 and then and then he was trying to explain to people, bees are not stinging monsters, and so that was the point he was trying to make. But it was like horribly disrespectful to the bees, total opposite of Jacqueline Freeman, and I've since talked about to people and asking them about this guy, the bee whisperer, and and they're like, you know, what a joke. You know, this guy is, like, pathetic. Well, so. it, well, yeah, it, that kind of treatment, as well as the shipping them all around, as well as killing off the queens and importing queens and making them, making a whole hive adjust to a new queen, That you know, I, it's just bizarre to me. I just think that would be really stressful, too. So, so these two guys... Over at that event that I went to, okay. the bee whisperer and this other guy who's like I don't know in charge of something or another with bees and and they and so while I was there they were saying they're about to come out with this report that talks about colony collapse disorder. That's right. And then they had their, and then we saw it in the national news. They came out with their report and then their report basically said it's this virus and this fungus together. And then it turns out that they accepted a lot of money from Bayer. You know, which is the company that's being bashed for for um, what turns out to be the real cause of colony collapse disorder. So um, uh, now, granted, it's, it, these guys could still do their work, you know, but it's, it does look really suspicious. It, it does look like a little little creepy. Um, and and but it makes you think too that if you say, oh, you come out with this virus and this fungus, and so it's like, okay, now if you want to go and fight. 
poly collapse disorder, guess what? Bears come out with a fungicide and a virucide to make it so you don't have the colony collapse disorder. You know, so, um, but really they cause it. And and it kind of reminds me of those, uh, that postcard that I have somewhere where it talks about uh, breast cancer, that like when you give money to this breast cancer group, it's actually goes to the people who cause something like 60% of breast cancer. So they've got like one branch is generating the chemicals that are used for something which cause breast cancer, and then this other branch in the same company is trying to solve the problem that they're creating. Well, anyway. With more chemicals, like with, chemotherapy. With, yeah, with more right. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then everybody's doing like this pink ribbon thing, and, it, and it, I, I'm not sure if it's the same organization, but it sounds like what they're saying is is that all this pink ribbon stuff goes to the people who actually cause breast cancer. So, <clears throat> anyway, all right, so back to the list. Just trying to do a quick recap, trying to remember what are the, the things. Yeah, and we that, keep wandering off, so there's a lot of them. them. It's a podcast. We get to do that. Right, right. So, I mean, organic practices in general right. tend to not, I mean, the, the, the people that are doing organic stuff are not having the problems. Well, and it reminds me of when you talk about um, your critter care and you talk about the chickenness of the chicken. Which I'm just stealing from all kinds of other people. I right. mean, I, I think I've, I first heard about it from Joel Salatow. Oh, okay. I didn't know it came from there. So, but you can credit me. I'm okay with okay. that. Okay. Well, that's, you know, a lot of where Jacqueline's reverence is so important. She, you know, bees, their hive is their sanctuary. I mean, and, and they have all these really amazing and beautiful practices. I'm hearing her describe how bees mate and it takes the strongest drones in in order to mate with the strongest queens, you know, and you have this whole amazing thing that happens when they mate and um the swarming. The swarm yeah, and um it's it's there's so many things about that that are so amazing that we don't even fully understand. But it works for the bees and we've decided we can do it better somehow with with all this science and craziness that we do. That if we kind of get back to respecting who they are and what they are and what little we know about them, they can be far healthier. And and that was another part of it. <clears throat> another item on the list was genetics. Yes. So um, basically, um, when when bees swarm. It's because they've divided a colony, yes. and and it's because the colony was so healthy and mm-hmm. so robust and so strong, and doing so well in that region right. with with that environment right. that that it, it grew so big that it it, uh, it it swarmed. So there's two colonies now, um, two very strong, very vibrant, healthy colonies. Right. And they didn't really talk about that in this movie. And that's that's what, what right. Jacqueline presented is the reason why they kill the queens is to prevent swarming. Um, it's one of the reasons. And, and, and they talked about the queens being killed in the movie, but they didn't really say why. Yeah, they just showed them squishing queens and then the, the, bee, the, the queen rape thing. Yeah. And that was kind of creepy. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. 
But I, I think this movie, um, it, it did show a lot of respect. It, maybe not reverence, but a lot. There were a few little people who had kind of the more reverence kind of little snippets in this movie. But overall, it was very respectful. And I liked that it was respectful of a gamut of um, different people who are involved with bees. And I think in a way it was rather hopeful because there are people that are working towards um, making the world safer for bees and safer for our food. Yeah. I, I would have liked to have seen more because it seemed like there were some people that were <clears throat> borderline reverent or at least really passionate about the welfare of the bees. And I would have liked to have seen more in that in that space, at least as a contrast. Um, I, I did see one thing that I thought was really interesting, and that is that place where the guys set up that bee sanctuary in Virginia. Then um, they were using bee huts, which is what I had on my farm. is um, basically a shelter uh, where you put your bees under the shelter. And um, uh, because of that, then they get, um, they, they, they actually produce a lot more honey, and they produce a lot more honey because they are, um, well, they can. They, they have less stress. They have less stress, more energy. They they don't get cooked in the heat as much. They uh, they don't get wet. They they stay dry. Um, <clears throat> things like that. Another thing I noticed was is that one of the things that I did with my hives is I did not paint them. And um, I'm, I'm I'm kind of against using paint where I can get away with it. And um, uh, and I was you know as we watched all the videos of the commercial stuff, they were all painted, of course. And um, and then when when they, when they went and they looked to the ones that were um, at the sanctuary, or when they went to a, when they looked at the organic stuff, it seems to be that that they were generally not painted, although they may have been oiled. But at the sanctuary, they had the bee huts too. Right, right. Yeah, I noticed that too. Yeah, so I was kind of like, I, I I wish they would have kind of pointed that out a little bit because I thought it was cool, but. But yeah, they've got a, some other mission that they're going to talk about. Oh, and at the end, they say, really, um, in fact, this is kind of a cool thing. This 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 movie could be a thing that really changes the world, if you think about it. Because at the end of the movie, the key is is that <clears throat> what's killing the bees is that people out, is that the farmers that are out there putting these pesticides on their plants. Um, and and one way or another, and that's what's wiping out the bees. And so you know what? If you want to not wipe out the bees, buy organic, buy strictly organic. You know you and and uh, they had at the very end, and Michael Pollan talking about. It, he says, "Vote with your fork," which mm -hmm. I thought was really good. That's Vote beautiful. with your fork. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's I I I agree. Um, this is this is a problem that's going to wipe us out, and it's our own government that uh, is is trying to help somebody make money and sacrificing us along the way. And the way that you make change is you vote with your fork. Buy strictly organic food. Do not buy anything else. Well, some of the local farmers are doing organic. They're just not certified organic. That's so, a good point. So, That's true. So there there are a lot of people who prefer to buy local than buy organic um, for a variety of other reasons. But 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 there is 
healthy, pesticide-free, herbicide-free food that may not be certified. Right. Really, the thing to do is is that you should, and and I'm, I, I think that we should invert the organic law, so that way food should be labeled to say whether it, you know pesticides were used. Yeah. But 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 really, it's like who gives a damn about organic so much? The key is is that for the bee thing, the the key is were pesticides used in this food? Were pesticides right. used to get to get this food right. to the table? Right. And and um, the key is, and, and and that's the thing for any food where pesticides are used, even if it's not something a bee pollinates, the bee still comes into contact with it, and and it's an insecticide, and the bee is an insect. So, duh, what the hell do you think was going to happen? <laughs> right, right. So it would be lovely to have more and more of this change. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, I think it would be fun to hear from Ellen Page to find out, like, what what's really her stuff on permaculture? And, and was it just a, a passing fancy? Or is she bonkers about it? You know, and I, um, and I don't. I've I've tried fishing around a little bit to see if there were other interviews, and and I I don't know, I don't know. There was something that she did recently on some uh, newsish political commentary show, and I couldn't get it to come up. It's I don't know what what. Well, anyway, uh, uh, because boy, it'd be, it'd be cool if she's out there rooting for permaculture and and. Uh, um, and then maybe maybe all the permaculture the f- folks out there can uh, be a little bit more supportive or something. I don't know. We'll think of something. <laughs> so. Great. All right. Good enough. Anything else? I think we hashed over this movie well enough. Um, I still think even with everything we talked about, we left out lots of little bits and bobs, so I think people would enjoy seeing it. Yes, definitely go and see the movie. Um, VanishingBees.com has showings, and I think you can buy the DVD there. You can. Vanishing of the Bees. Um, they might be so The movie's called Vanishing of the Bees, but I think right. the website's VanishingBees.com. Exactly. You're right. You're right. I was just clarifying that the movie's called Vanishing of the Bees. Um, it's available for screenings. I don't, uh, which is a little different than just buying a DVD, but at a lot of the screenings, uh, you can buy the DVDs as a fundraiser. Oh, neat. neat. As a fundraiser, for the we'll buy it for the people are fundraising who put on the screening. So. Okay. It's late. <laughs> oh, right, right. Well, if you like this sort of thing, come on out to the forums at permies.com where we talk about bees, homesteading, and permaculture all the time.